0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment.
1: Hello, college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, we are back this week, coming at you with not basketball, no college basketball. I, guys, I... Petitioned for it. I said, "Hey, Brandon, at the end, can we fit maybe like five minutes of college basketball at the end?" Brandon, Brandon shot me down. Brandon said,
0: "Absolutely not."
1: No, Brandon said, "It is football season, Ricky. We will save basketball for 2016." And boy, do we have a jam-packed show for you guys in this one. We're talking college football playoffs, and I had an interesting kind of idea for what we do in this podcast, Brandon. We take the favorites. So, as of right now, the teams that would make the playoffs we've got Clemson's a front runner. Oklahoma State would be the outright champion in the Big 12. O- Ohio State in the Big 10. Notre Dame. Then you have Alabama in the SEC because, let's be honest, a two win team in the Pac 12, Utah or Stanford right now, they're not going to make the playoff even if they win the Pac-12, we will see wh- whoever wins that conference in the Rose Bowl. But we take these, these front runners for the playoffs and we kind of look at their villains and kind of talk about who can knock these teams off. Because when you look at every single conference, every single favorite has a joker. They have that villain that's like, man, this team, this c- team could ruin their year.
0: Yeah, you know every team's got that. Every team's got that, especially at this point. It's it's really getting to the point where you've got those teams that are playing spoiler. I mean, big time. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be it would be way out there. But I I know I was look watching the Alabama game this past weekend, and obviously they're playing Mississippi State. But then I'm seeing who they're playing this next weekend, Charleston Southern. And I'm going, why in the hell are they playing Charleston Southern? They're going to walk all over them. It's not even a competition. That's the type of game that people need to watch out for. Well, they usually Alabama's have going to roll them. But Alabama it's teams Auburn, like that that would try and play spoiler.
1: Alabama and Auburn always have—like, if you look at Auburn, they're playing Idaho in their next game. See, you they, are. They usually—yeah, they usually, good one, Brandon, but— they usually Auburn and Alabama play that cupcake team. I hate that. Before they play the Iron oh,
0: Bowl. I hate that. Well,
1: okay, you wanna come full full force into the um into the Iron Bowl. Would you rather have Alabama play Charles Southern at the beginning of the year or right before the Iron Bowl? To make sure that you're nothing upset is gonna happen before the Iron Bowl.
0: I don't know. I mean if you think about it, if they play him at the beginning of the year, you know it gets him out of the wave. They you know, they play a tough team at the towards the end it shows, you know, they're they're truly tough. I mean, mentally, physically, and stuff like that. So you can take it both ways, and trust me, I, I who am undoubtedly an Alabama fan
1: mm-hmm. Alabama I, I, and Notre Dame are your teams. You have made that known.
0: I think so. <laughs> I, I think that though I'm happy that they play them, but at the same time I'm like that's not even gonna be a fun game to watch. Why You're talking watch about it? the
1: Charleston game, not yeah. the Iron Bowl. No, not the Because, I Bowl. mean, you brought up Alabama, so we'll kind of start with them where they've got, to me, the game I'm looking forward to is the one we are most likely going to see in the SEC title game. Them, Florida, who wins, who goes to the playoff, because that's how it's going to be. Florida's already locked up their seat in Atlanta to play for the SEC throne. However, Alabama can't be looking at them because what do they have in two weeks, Brandon?
0: They've got Auburn.
1: They've got Auburn. And I know Auburn, you look at them, 5-5 five and five team, 2-5 and five in the conference. But anything can happen when the Tigers and the Crimson Tide go to play.
0: And Auburn's actually played some decent games this year. You look at the game against um, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They beat them there in, in a game that a lot of people thought A&M would go in there and just slide right in slide right out Georgia was
1: a one score game, Old Miss was a one score game, Arkansas was a one score game, Mississippi State was a one score game. The only team that beat them by more than one score was at LSU.
0: And really quickly, you brought up a team a couple moments ago, Arkansas.
1: Hey, man, How they,
0: about them?
1: They they've been on a roll that I I wish that Alabama was playing Arkansas this weekend. Have to beat a team that's upset Two big powers because they beat Old Miss, then they beat LSU. This is a team that, I mean, you look at them when they played Alabama. They played Alabama close. They played Texas A&M close, only lost by a touchdown there. Played Toledo close earlier in the year. If we didn't have a a Belama kind of mess up there, getting too cocky in Toledo, the Toledo Rockets would have never been ranked. This season, because that was week two of the college football playoff season. Arkansas, to me, is a team that is on the rise, and when I say that, next year could be a year we're talking about them in the college football playoff.
0: Yeah, I think we definitely could see them. I mean, they are—they have made a case for themselves moving mm-hmm. forward, and they're definitely going to be a team that I think a lot of people will be watching and looking at in the off season. And I think that's another place to look at on the recruits that they bring in, you know, because of how well they've performed this year, will more people possibly want to go to Arkansas. A team that, you know, a couple of years back, they were on the map, then they were off the map, and then they now been they're the positioning la- themselves into a spot to get back on the map again. And they've
1: been the laughing stock of the SEC West for how many years now? A few. Now they're four and two in the conference, six and four overall. They're going to a bowl game, but Let's get back to the meat and potatoes of this conversation, Brandon. Alabama, they're the top dog. They win the SEC, and it is safe to say they are in the college football playoff. Let's look at villain number one on the map for them. Iron Bowl opponent, Auburn. The game is going to be played at Auburn, a place where, you know, long field goals have a... uh, a trend of being ran back for touchdowns. Do you see in Alabama's future an upset? And I'm referring to the, Ricky, the uh, kickback from a
0: few years uh, ago. Ricky, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, for the, of, course, of course. That's a, you compl- That's a complete
1: joke. Of course a Crimson Tide fan doesn't.
0: Um, you know, in all honesty, honest, being an Alabama fan, though, I got to say that, that, was pretty, that was pretty cool. I mean, just on the other side. And
1: that sent Auburn to the national title game. Yeah. Lost to Jameis Winston, but it sent them. Which was, I'm
0: sure you were ecstatic. Oh, about. I was
1: not. I was very upset at that game. That was the last BCS championship game, I believe, right? Yeah. That was the one right before the college football playoff was adopted. But I don't know about you, Brandon. I look at this Iron Bowl game, Alabama, and I know that Nick Saban knows this, and I don't have to text Nick and tell him that.
0: Not that you you'd gotta, be able to. You got
1: to make sure that this happens, but Alabama can't overlook Auburn. They've got to be ready to play that Iron Bowl game. They can't be overlooking them and saying, man, we want to get a piece of that Florida team.
0: Well, how about this? You know, this is an Auburn team. Again, we talked about it just a little bit ago. They've been a team that's been up and down this season. They know that. We know that. Alabama knows that. But I I think at the same time, when you're a coach, you're not going in looking how they've done up and throughout the season, up and Mm -hmm. down throughout the season. You look at what they can do what they've done to you in the past, and you know that they're a talented football team. And that's exactly what Auburn is. They're a talented football team, and they're well-coached by Gus Malzahn, who I have a lot of respect for. And I think that at the end of the day, Alabama has got to come, and they've got to bring the A game. There can be no let-up because you let up just a little bit, and Auburn's going to take advantage of that. And Auburn will look to take advantage of that against Alabama because at the end of the day, With how Auburn has been this year, they don't have much to play for. That is going to be, I I think, their bowl game, you know? I I think that that is their, their big game towards the end of the season. I mean, that is it for them.
1: Well, and I mean, everybody, this is, I mean, the Iron Bowl is the one game I love, Brandon, because it's the game where, I mean, I turn on Paul Feinbaum. For like the only time in the entire season, I will f- actually look to find his radio show just because I want to hear what Alabama fans and Auburn fans are saying that week. Because they call in. They call into his show and just argue with each other. And Sounds fun. Oh, it's, some of it is just radio gold from the stupid shit that they say. But let's say that for the sake of argument... Alabama gets past Auburn. If they get past that Auburn team, who do they have waiting for them? A team that, in Florida, win or lose their next two, they're playing in Atlanta for the SEC title game. Florida has Florida Atlantic and then at home against, right now, number 16, Florida State, before the rankings come out in a little under an hour from when we're... Recording this podcast, but no matter what, Florida is going to be that team that if they win their next two, they're saying, the coach is saying, hey, guys, we got to win this game. Because if we win this game, we can get into the college football playoff. Or if they lose, let's say, to Florida State, because come on, they're not going to lose the Florida Atlantic. Then they're saying, hey, let's ruin their season. Let's win the SEC, go to a New Year 6 ball and ruin Alabama's season. Let's ruin their title chances right here right now. Cuz if Alabama loses that game, no playoff. No playoff for a two win team.
0: Who's our two loss team? Who's it bigger for? Is it bigger for Florida or is it bigger for Alabama?
1: Bigger for Florida. And the reason why I say that is what ha- think about Florida last season, a year ago. The Florida team that we saw was god awful. It was god awful. They couldn't win anything. Well, they they finished seven and five. So Ricky, you're like Ricky. How are they god awful? Well, no,
0: I think their fans would agree with you.
1: They lost forty two to twenty one against Alabama last year in Montgomery. Then they lose to LSU by three. Homecoming last year against Missouri, forty two to thirteen. Everyone's calling for Must Champ's head. Then they win to and then lose in overtime to South Carolina before losing to Florida State and Jameis Winston in Tallahassee. They get rid of Muschamp. Muschamp goes over. He's going to be at the Auburn game because he's their defensive coordinator. And now in year one, without Muschamp, one loss. One loss that they should have won against Leonard Fournette and that LSU team. One loss, and it was because Leonard Fournette scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's why they lost.
0: Yeah, this Florida team has been a, a different, revived, rejuvenated team. We've seen it all season. They've played well. They've done a good job. I think that they are going to be a dangerous team going down the stretch, and that's for anybody. I think that Florida State, if they you know, have... I mean, they can't have a high hope of getting in, but Mm -hmm. I I think that that's going to be a big test for Florida State. And if Florida State wins that game, maybe we see a little bit of a shakeup. But I don't think they do. I I think Florida ends up winning that one, and then I think we're going to see a really good game against Alabama and Florida come a couple of weeks.
1: I hope we see a good one. I hope we see a good one between Florida and Alabama. Because like I said, Florida's already in. Because they're playing Florida Atlantic and Florida State, there's no way they're not going to be in that title game. They've already punched their ticket.
0: But I've got a really quick question before go you go, go off on the Ricky Winmer yep. agenda. How do you stop? How do you stop Derrick Henry, who has been getting better and better by the weeks? And it seems like he had—I mean, he's had a lot of great games, but he broke out. Big time against LSU. How do you stop him? How do you stop him? The guy who now is, after all this time we thought it was going to be Leonard Fournette, Mm -hmm. right now it looks like Henry's going to be the Heisman this season. As of right now. How do you stop him? How how do you stop him? Do what
1: Ohio State did last year. Zeke Elliott. You have a running back. I don't think
0: Ezekiel a, Elliott stopped him. You
1: put a performance like Zeke Elliott in front of them. That's the only way we're, you're stopping Henry, is find a running back to go toe to toe with him. So basically, the you're saying. Big plays. Big plays. Cares big play about defense.
0: The, you're not going to stop him. Well, I mean. You're look, probably not going to limit him.
1: Look at the Alabama game from last year. I know that like, Derrick Henry wasn't the Derrick Henry of this year, last year, but. When Zeke had that huge run for a touchdown, kind of sucked all the air out of that stadium, and the momentum went right into Ohio State's hands, and they held on to it. Florida's just got to do that. When Alabama starts chipping away, giving it off to Henry, getting some momentum, even if they score, you need to have that big play ability to say, hey, you know what, boom, score. It could be a long drive. It could be a big play. You have to control the momentum. You can't let Alabama take the momentum and hold on to it because then they just keep giving the ball to Henry, keep giving the ball to Henry, and that momentum kind of stockpiles.
0: And at the end of the day, a final question from me with Alabama, do you have faith in Jake Coker? And do you have faith in Jake Coker to play well for them here down the stretch and be able to be that quarterback? That could lead them to multiple wins.
1: I don't know. I think that's the best answer I can give you. I don't know. Are we going to see a Jake Coker that we've seen the last few games were doing enough, getting the win? Like, looking at his last games, before this last one against Mississippi State, we had Texas A&M, Tennessee, and LSU. Dude didn't have a touchdown. Dude hadn't thrown a single touchdown. However, to counteract that, when he was throwing zero touchdowns in those three games, he only threw one INT. Or are we going to see the Coker that we saw against Old Miss where, yeah, he threw three touchdowns, but he had two INTs as well. Which Coker are we going to see? And against a Florida team that Alabama hasn't seen yet this season, I'm going to say right now, because we got two weeks until that game. It's going to be a good one. I can't pick a winner yet. I can't. We got to we got to wait 2 weeks before I go ahead. Ricky, and the pick guy a who is
0: picking winners months out, weeks away, can't pick the winner now. That's saying something. It's
1: going to be it's going to be a great game. But let's move. You meant we were talking about Florida State. Let's move to the ACC. Okay. Florida State, whether they win or lose against Florida or what they do, Probably not going to go to. they They've got two non-conference games coming against Chattanooga and Florida.
0: And they've already got two losses.
1: They're not going anywhere. Clemson, they only have one ACC game left against Wake Forest. Even if they lose that game, Clemson has locked up the Atlantic and is going to the ACC title game. On the other side of things, their foe in that game most likely— will be North Carolina. If North Carolina wins this week on the road against Virginia Tech or they win, they lose this week and win next week at NC State, they go to the ACC title game. And here's the interesting thing about this particular conference situation. Clemson, if they win out, they're going to be in the top four, a playoff team, win the ACC you're in. That's what we're going to be talking about. North Carolina has an interesting situation, though. Win your next two, then you're in the discussion for, okay, we can beat Clemson and get into the college football playoff as a one-loss team. Or they lose one of these next two, go one-and-one, and then they're saying, we'll beat Clemson, will get a New Year's Six ball and ruin Clemson's season. That's the situation in front of them. The third situation for the Tar Heels, and is the worst situation, is lose two of them and possibly lose a tiebreaker to Pitt. But I don't see that happening because North Carolina beat Pitt. So no matter what North Carolina, it will most likely be our... ACC Coastal team playing Clemson. It's just, are you going to play them as a chance to go to the playoffs or a spoiler to go to a New Year's Six game?
0: Now, Ricky, honestly, I feel like the role is reversed here a little bit because you're usually the one asking me the questions, but, you know, I just have obviously better questions tonight. So my question here right now. Okay, shoot. North Carolina, they're playing on the road at Virginia Tech this weekend. Virginia Tech played at least pretty tough against Ohio State in week 1. Do you see any issues in this ball game? North Carolina traveling on the road Virginia Tech. Do we see possible upset in the air? Yes. Do you feel it? Yes. Yeah.
1: The reason why is this is senior night for Virginia Tech. However, it's not, well, not night because it's 11. Day. Oh, it's A, a senior it's morning. Senior day. We get it. But it, more importantly, this is the last time that Frank Beamer is going to coach a game at Virginia Tech. This is the last time that these group of young men are going to walk out for the juniors and sophomores and freshmen. The seniors are gone. But... These are the last time that this group of guys is going to do all the pregame rituals, walk onto the field with Frank Beamer. And man, is this Virginia Tech team going to want... One of the scariest things in football is the the win-it-for-the-Gipper mentality. Look at this past Thursday night in the NFL. Look what the Bills were able to do to the Jets... (laughs) Because they had that win it for the Gipper mentality, we got to win this one for Rex. Rex is coming home. We got to win this one for Rex. The, am I saying Virginia Tech gets the win? Probably not. Because I want I re, what I really want to see is North Carolina win out and then beat Clemson in the title game. But if Clemson won, I wouldn't be totally upset because I don't hate Clemson, but I just like the underdog with. North Carolina in this going to say,
0: because I know you don't love North Carolina. So. No,
1: but in football, it's kind of a toss of the coin. It's more basketball where, eh, I don't know. I, I think I hate the Dukies more than I hate North Carolina, though. So, I don't know. This We're going to have a discussion
0: for sure maybe, when basketball maybe, starts up, because I've got an issue with that. May,
1: maybe we will talk basketball tonight. But here's the thing with Virginia Tech. Win it for the Gipper mentality with Frank Beamer coaching his last game. At home, at Virginia Tech, that's the only reason why I see a possible upset.
0: Yeah, I, I I could also see that too. I just know that Virginia Tech, you know, hasn't been hasn't been that bad. They they, they did play pretty tough against Ohio State at least for a half mm-hmm. in the first game of the season, and I mean people would say oh, Ohio State, you know, they're over overrated. They are overranked. They're this and they're that, but it still was Ohio State, the team that was number one, and it, you know I think would still be number one if we were doing just rankings, mm-hmm. but not playoff, playoff rankings. rankings. I, I I think that uh, you know that that says something. Again, Virginia Tech, they're 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 even. They're five and five. They're three and three in their conference. They're nothing special. They've been average this season, but I think that. Coming into this game, there's so many teams, especially down this stretch at this point in the season, so late in the season. It is, you know, for some teams, it's do or die. It's make your move now or go home. Pack it in because you're going home. Virginia Tech is a possible team that could do that this weekend at home to a North Carolina team that has been very good this season at 9-1, and 6 it within their conference but I look for Virginia Tech to, if not get the win, play one hell of a game.
1: Virginia Tech's going to play one hell of a game. However, if they don't win this week against North Carolina, I I feel like they get a win next week against Virginia. They're going to go bowling this season, let's be honest. They're not going to fr- send Coach Beamer out without a bowl game. And right now, if you guys want to see, it's on my Twitter account. I retweeted the tweet that SportsCenter center had you can see the patch that virginia tech is going to wear with their blackout uniforms this weekend for coach beamer it's got beamer on it with the fist up doing an interview and it says 1987 to 2015 has signature on it that's cool and it's going to be right like over that. their left shoulder so they're, they're going to be pumped for coach beamer but let's talk about the real question here brandon
0: Oh, the real question. I'm, I'm sorry throw for the at fake you. one.
1: North Carolina and Clemson, they meet in the ACC title game. Who are you putting your money on?
0: North Carolina and Clemson, and who, who am I putting my money on?
1: You hate North Carolina, so you're going to go Clemson, aren't you?
0: I don't hate North Carolina. You're actually wrong on that. You I, hate Duke. I can't stand. Duke. I thought you were a Dookie. No, 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 I no. no. You were I have Dookie. sense. Okay, I okay. have sense. Sorry, um, sorry. I'm the thought you on were the Dookie. other part of of Carolina. They're all what within 25 miles away <laughs> or something like that. Anyways, but no, North Carolina fan for sure, especially basketball. But I, you know, that's really tough. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. That's really a tough question. Both teams, a lot of talent. I, I think that uh, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day. I'm gonna go with Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers. That's who I would put my money on.
1: And the reason why I said I, with this conference, I don't care who wins it with North Carolina or Clemson because North Carolina is the underdog. I usually cheer for the underdog. However, Clemson's been the underdog how many for the past two seasons. Almost beating Jameis Winston, but couldn't beat Jameis Winston and have been second fiddle to Florida State and Jameis Winston the past two years. So to see them get a win, go to the college football playoff would probably be it'd be really good just to see because of a team that for the past two years have had to play second fiddle. I'm gonna give you the option. Do you want to go to the Big Ten next? The independent or do you want to go to the Big Twelve? What do you want to talk about next?
0: You know, let's go to the uh, let's go to the cheese stands alone, independent. The independent.
1: Notre Dame, and the reason why we're talking about them is they find themselves in the college football playoff discussion yet again. However, two things stand in front of this cheese that is standing alone. The first one. A date, Saturday after Thanksgiving, the 28th in Stanford. If they lose that game, obviously they're not going to be a playoff team anymore. The second thing that stands in their way, let's say for the moment, we have Clemson wins, Alabama wins. This is their title games. They would obviously be in the playoff. Either Iowa or Ohio State, whoever wins the Big Ten, is going to be in the playoff. Here's my question to you. If either Oklahoma State or Oklahoma outright champion in the Big 12, can they have enough to get in ahead of Notre Dame. Or, let's say, if, let's say, Florida becomes the SEC champion and North Carolina becomes the ACC champion, do you see it where Notre Dame gets knocked out because they don't have that conference title next to their name?
0: No, because at the end of the day, in the Big 12... Do they? Do that, they really have a conference title next well, no, to their that, name? That's the thing. That's what
1: I'm saying. I mean, they if,
0: they they would have nothing. They would still be on. They would still be on an even playing field.
1: This is what I'm saying because one of the criteria for the college football committee has said they take into consideration conference championships, and that's why I said if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State can be. Outright champions, like if they win at the top and they're the only one, no one's tied with them, that's an outright champion. If well, there's tied and we have co-champions, throw the Big Twelve out the window.
0: Well, Notre Dame's going to be the outright champion of the independent,
1: but that's not a conference. Doesn't matter. That's it does
0: though because the doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because if how can you say it doesn't matter? Because Big Twelve, if they 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 don't have to at the end of the day they don't they don't have a conference championship game no but it's it not, doesn't it it's doesn't not matter about, they,
1: at this point i'm not saying it's about the game it's about if let's say oklahoma state goes undefeated they are the even though there's no championship game they are the outright champion of the big 12 they're the only ones yeah same with notre dame so that puts them ahead of notre dame no because notre dame doesn't no. have a champion a conference championship nah, i just to won't play. agree with
0: you I just can't agree with you on that. I just
1: I just don't get like that's the big thing with me and Notre Dame. Notre Dame to me has to go like they have to go undefeated to make the playoff and I feel like part of me feels like well that's kind of getting the raw end of the stick they, there. They they
0: don't have to go undefeated to make the playoffs because even if they were in a conference, if people put them in the ACC conference, Clemson's in the ACC conference, they lost to Clemson but, but just not a by part two, of the conference. I'm just saying That if that's the conference of people, I mean, they're playing tough teams. They played well, you know, people would say they're not tough anymore and Mm -hmm. they're, they're probably not, but they played Georgia Tech at the beginning of the season when they were ranked at 14. They won 30 to 22. They played Clemson. They played in a heck of a storm. They lost by just two. They played USC beat them. They played a close game against Temple beat them. Beat Pitt, blew out Wake Forest. They're going to beat Boston College, and they're going to probably beat Stanford on the road at Stanford. So they've played teams, so we we can't knock them for that. They're, They're a good team. They don't need to go undefeated. I put them ahead of the teams in the Big 12, who I don't think look that great when it comes down to it, putting them against real, really good talent, or even if you put them against Iowa State, mm-hmm. shit talent. So I, I think that Notre Dame really can't be knocked a whole lot when it comes down to this point that they're not in a, in a, in a conference. They're still playing games. It's not that like they're playing cupcake after cupcake after cupcake and you know, blowing them out. They're, they've played some good games. They've played some close games. They've been competitive. Uh, I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem.
1: And why I bring this up is because it is on the selection committee and the playoff committee's website that this is one of the things that we take into consideration. But
0: don't you think they take into consideration that Notre Dame is not in one and they see that and they go, okay, well, they're not in one. We can't knock them. They're not in one.
1: I'm just saying, do do you put a – because to me, let's say ranking stand right now. Clemson winning the ACC, no doubt they're in the playoff. Yeah. Alabama winning the SEC, no doubt they're in the playoff. Ohio State and Iowa, I'm going to put them as a clump them together because whoever wins that game, if Iowa beats Ohio State, are you putting Iowa in the playoff? Because I'm putting them in the playoff because they'd be undefeated. An undefeated Big Ten champion, whether it's Ohio State or Iowa, is getting in the playoff. The question becomes... Stanford and Utah, we don't have to worry about them because they're two lost teams, so throw them out. Notre Dame's better. However, if we have an undefeated champion right now that would be Oklahoma State, an undefeated champion from the Big 12, do you not see, like, if you're on the committee, do you not say, okay, they're undefeated and they have a conference title because they won the Big 12 outright They're ahead of Notre Dame, or do you say that Notre Dame? Oh, Notre Dame has played better opponents. No conference championship. A one-loss team is in the playoff over an undefeated.
0: Yeah, that's what I would do. I would. I would have Notre Dame in the playoffs
1: over an undefeated Oklahoma State team. A
0: week undefeated Oklahoma State team Oklahoma State is not that good
1: but they but they would have had I a don't conference give title. a
0: rat's ass
1: would have had a con- they have a conference are not title
0: that good they are not that good
1: Notre Dame in order to make the playoffs to me needs two things to happen the first one they can control the first one is simple they need to win out they need to win out they lose one game They're done. They can kiss their playoff hopes. Goodbye. The second thing they need to happen is they need either Baylor this week or Oklahoma next week to win.
0: And I guarantee you, one of those two teams will win.
1: Here's another question I'm going to throw your way about the Big 12. There's a situation where if and this has a lot to happen. But let's say Baylor loses this week, wins next week. So they lose against Oklahoma State, beats TCU. So then they've had two losses. Two two losses. Oklahoma State wins this week, loses to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma wins out. If that happens, Oklahoma State would have one loss, but Oklahoma would be the tiebreak winner over them. Oklahoma could win the Big Ten or uh, the Big 12 title. If something like that happened and we're like sitting there saying a one loss team won the Big 12, fine, put Notre Dame in. They've played better opponents because look at what the Big 12 is. However, I'm sitting here looking and it If Oklahoma wins the Big 12 with one loss, put Notre Dame in. They've played better opponents. If Oklahoma State wins as undefeated, put them in. They're an undefeated team. They would be be one of two undefeated teams. It'd be whoever comes out. Right now, it'd be whoever comes out of the Big 10 and Oklahoma State. They've got to go in there. Maybe not one, two. They don't have to be one two because they're undefeated, but they would have won the Big Twelve as an undefeated put them in.
0: No, no, I just I'm not going to agree with you on this point, Ricky. I they're not they're a weak undefeated you can team. St-
1: you can stop the Danny boys. I know you're an Irish fan. They're they're, but,
0: they're a weak.
1: But they if they go weak, on, I'm undefeated if they team, go undefeated, that's like
0: people would say if Ohio State goes undefeated. They should not be in the playoff. Who cares? Who cares? They went undefeated. They're not a good undefeated team. That's what people would argue. I think that's what you would argue. You bitched about them all season long. Oh, why are they number one? Why are they number one? Well, They're not you know, number they're, one they're, anymore. They're, 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 they're undefeated. I got, my, but they're, I got they're, my wish. They're not. Exactly. But So when, when things happen that they, when playoff rankings finally came out, They weren't number one because they weren't the best team. They put them down to, what, three? They're a weak, undefeated team. And I I am not done yet. So I am saying that Oklahoma State is not a good, undefeated team. And Notre Dame, with one loss, is stronger than they are with zero losses.
1: So you would uh say— I'm just going to pull up their schedule, but the one correction I wanted to make is Ohio State and Iowa wouldn't be the other undefeated. Clemson, I'm sorry I forgot about you. You guys are still undefeated. If you won out, you would be one of three undefeated teams. Here's the big wins for Oklahoma State. They beat number 8 TCU, and if they went out, they would have beaten a ranked Baylor team and a ranked Oklahoma team. That's three wins. Notre Dame has, at the time, and this is going to get to another thing in a second, but at the time, a 14-ranked Georgia Tech team.
0: I think I already went over this, but I'd love to hear you say it.
1: Then they lost to Clemson.
0: Close. Two points.
1: Beat a ranked Temple team. However, Brandon, they're a group of five team. Should they not have been taken seriously because they're a group of five team? And then they'll have to beat a ranked number 7 Stanford team.
0: And remember, they played a also a, a, a USC team who was... But they weren't ranked. ...who was competitive at I the time. I was only
1: looking at ranked opponents. I mean, you could throw in and say that the, I don't know, Texas Tech, say one by 70, but Texas Tech is nowhere near <laughs> USC. Here's the thing, another thing I want to throw in here and ask your opinion on. And it comes with Notre Dame with that Georgia Tech win. At the time when they beat the Yellow Jackets, the Yellow Jackets were 2-1 and one after that game, 14th in the country. I saw an article on ESPN today that was talking about how, wins and, how a win and loss record changes because of what the team does that season. Do you think it should be affected that that number 14 win over Georgia Tech... Has a little grain of salt next to it because Georgia Tech is three and seven this year and one and six. Should that win still be so strong because it was the number fourteen team in the country? Or should they look at it and go, you know what, Georgia Tech's not that good that this season. So we're probably gonna lessen that win a little bit. It was good at the time, but Georgia Tech's not a Clemson, not a Oklahoma kind of win what do you think
0: well yeah because well i even said it i mean at the time you know they were 14 obviously they didn't end up having a good season but at the time they were good i mean they had a rushing attack that a lot of people were scared of people were talking about it they talked about it on on college game day this is a rushing attack that you know could really do some damage notre dame held it down enough where they were able to get the win and it was a good win so i think that people still have to look at it and go you know what Doesn't matter. At the time, it was a good win. I mean, it's it's not like you beat Alabama and Alabama is going to be you know ten and zero or whatever. But it's still a quality win on the schedule. And you look back at it and guess what? It would be a really bad loss if they had lost it. But since they won, it's a good win.
1: You know what I think happens if and this is if Oklahoma State goes undefeated. If they go undefeated. What's going to happen is I feel like the committee will put an undefeated OK State team into the playoff. And Notre Dame will be left out if the three ahead of them, the Big Ten champion, the um, Alabama and Clemson win out because they'll all stay in the playoff. You know what I think it will force Notre Dame to say to itself? We want to make the playoff. Fuck it. Let's all go in. We're just gonna join the ACC. We're already we already got our toe in the water. Why not jump in? And that's the one thing with Notre Dame that I just never understood was if you're going to join a conference, join a fucking conference. Don't pussyfoot around and go. Well, you know what? I I, I want to play half of your teams, but I still want to play the other teams. Notre Dame, this should be your... If you want to join the ACC, go ahead and join the ACC. Then in your other four non-conference games, if you want to play Stanford, you can play Stanford. You want to play USC, you can play USC. Hell, if you want to even bring back the Michigan game, you could bring back the Michigan game. And then gives you one more, I don't know, FCS opponent you can play, or like a Texas, or a team that no one cares about from, like, the Sun Belt to play as your opening game to get ready but don't let Appalachian State fool you. They're here to play. I just feel like Notre Dame either join the ACC or don't join the ACC. What do you think?
0: They're going to have to join somebody eventually.
1: Yeah, because it's going to keep, if, especially if it keeps keeping them out of this college football playoff.
0: They're gonna have to do it eventually, and it's gonna be sooner or later because that's just what I mean. That's just what people are going to. They're in conferences, mm-hmm. and I, I think that maybe it's not exactly what they want to do because I think they probably enjoy being. You know, they they probably have they do have the perks of being um, independent, but at the same time, they would probably enjoy more perks and get more respect if they were inside a conference. I I'm still going to. St- with my stance of Notre Dame, I still think is better than Oklahoma State. I'm interested to see what the rankings are when they come out tonight. I hope Oklahoma State is nowhere near that top five. (laughs) Fuck them. Um, They they, were number six in ours. I don't even remember what I put them at.
1: They were number... In ours, we had our bottom two out were at number six, OK State, Ohio State at number (laughs) five. I put
0: them at seven.
1: And then we had our top four from bottom to top was... I want to say Iowa, Notre Dame at three, Clemson, Alabama.
0: My top four were Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, or as I spelled it, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. The only thing— With Iowa on the outside.
1: The only thing me and you disagreed about this week was you had Notre Dame at three—what, you had them at four?
0: Three. I had them at three.
1: You had them at three, I had them at four, and then you had OSU at three— Iowa. I had, a, five. I had
0: Ohio State at four. Oh, OS, OSU. Yeah,
1: that's Ohio State.
0: Yeah, but you uh, three. Yeah. Yeah, I had Iowa. Or it in could and be Oklahoma State.
1: OK State. But I had the Buckeyes out. Iowa in. That's why Iowa. The crazy thing about our rankings. Guess how many points separated Iowa and the Buckeyes. One, one point put Iowa into our playoff. That's just little disagreement from me and Brandon you guys can check out that video on our YouTube channel but we got to talk about the big time before we wrap up shop here the only conference we haven't talked about because we kind of talked about the big 12 when we mentioned Notre Dame as of right now here's how it stands Iowa they've got two games left Purdue and at Nebraska
0: Purdue only win, lost by seven in Northwestern. win or
1: lose win or lose Iowa's going to the Big Ten title game. If they go ten and two, if Wisconsin goes ten and two, Iowa owns the tiebreaker for beating Wisconsin earlier this season. So, Hawkeyes are in Indy. However, the East gets a little bit tricky because the Buckeyes have two games left. Those games happen to be against Michigan State and Michigan. As of right now, recording this podcast, we've got about twenty minutes until those rankings come out. But as of right now. 13 and 14, Michigan State and Michigan. Michigan State has Ohio State, like I mentioned, and Penn State. Michigan has Penn State, OSU. So both the Michigan teams are playing OSU and Penn State. Ohio State plays both of them. If Ohio State wins out, they go to the ship. However, if Michigan State wins, they go to the Big Ten title game. And if both OSU and, well, you know what, Michigan's out. Michigan's out. So it's either Michigan State or Ohio State. Winner of this game this week goes to the Big Ten title game. This yeah. is the semifinal for the Big Ten title game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think that we're going to have ourselves a pretty good game this week, especially with Michigan State, Ohio State. And depending on what Ohio State does in these next two weeks, we may see ourselves with a big shakeup in the top four. You big what, shake-up.
1: You know what would be an even bigger shake-up? Ohio State wins against Michigan State, loses to Michigan the way that I drew it up a few weeks ago. They would still win the East because they would own the tiebreaker over Michigan State, and they'd still have one win over Michigan. They'd still get to play Iowa if Ohio State wins the Big Ten as a one-loss team. Then you could say, hey, you know what, If depending on what Oklahoma State does, let's say OK State goes undefeated, then we're having the argument, who gets in, the Buckeyes or the Irish? Who's that fourth team? Buckeyes or Irish? One-loss teams?
0: Irish. That's easy for me. That's easy for me because I don't think the Buckeyes have had as tough of a schedule.
1: My, Here's what I think. There's only one reason why I would think about putting the Buckeyes in over the Irish in that situation. And you roll your eyes, but it's one of the things the committee looks at, and this is a question to the greater population of should this actually matter, Ohio State would have a conference championship should that like and that's a bigger question should that even be looked at how much do you weigh the conferences and i the only reason we're looking at this is byu nowhere near the the four the top four army nowhere near the top four notre dame they're an independent they don't have a conference
0: well i think that and we talked about this before already mm-hmm. and, and I really don't want to talk about it a no, whole lot anymore I just but it's to throw it's that if the, the committee looks at the two teams Ohio State and Notre Dame in this scenario that we're talking about mm-hmm. nothing can be done nothing can be done about that you know for next year maybe but y- y- you can't knock a team if you looked at Ohio State and they won their Um, conference championship. Mm -hmm. Then you looked at Oklahoma State. They lost their conference championship. And you're looking to try and compare those two teams. Then we have something. Then it's, okay, Ohio State, they won. Oklahoma State lost. Easy. It's not easy when when you put Ohio State, a team that won theirs, to Notre Dame, a team that there's nothing to win.
1: You know what I think they should do? They should take a page out of the book from college basketball. And I knew I was going to get to throw my college basketball in here somewhere, Brandon. And here it is. Come tournament time. What's the one thing ESPN loves to do? What's the one thing I love to do? Even when it's not tournament time. And I'm just giving you two quarterbacks and I want you to pick the best one. What's that called? A blind what? Starts with an R usually give these out for job interviews. Your resume? You're looking at me with a blank face.
0: Yeah, I know. Don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: The blind resumes where they have for college tournament time, they're talking about two teams. And they've got Team A, and they give you all these stats, like here's their win-loss, here's their big wins, here's their big losses – Team two, here's their record. Here's their big wins. Here's their big losses. I
0: don't know what you mean with blind resume though. because you don't they're know gi- they're giving out you're the giving resume. Out
1: two teams, yeah, the resume, but you don't know whose resume it is. It's just Team A and Team B. Then they talk about it. Oh well, if it was out of these two teams, I, I'd pick this team because of their team win. Then after they talk about it, they reveal, oh, this was Illinois schedule and this was Utah schedule. That's what I think college football needs instead of this and the only reason i am backing the college just like conference championship thing is because that's what the playoff is looking at and that's what i know they're going to one of the things they're going to look at
0: they also need to look at going to eight teams
1: however they should just take a page out of the basketball books okay florida and oklahoma state are both one loss teams Here's team A, here's team B. Which team would you pick? Looking at the resume, most people would then back Brandon. But if you're a person that's like, hey, but Ricky, what if Oklahoma State had that conference title game? What Or not title game, but they won their conference outright, had the championship. Does that weigh them ahead of it? Notice how basketball doesn't do that. But one last question I want to ask you about the Big Ten because we got to get back to them. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm kind of squinting with my He's eye Squinting
0: there. with one eye closed. I'm not sure why.
1: How do you see the rest of the Big Ten season playing out? That's one. Who plays Iowa in the Big Ten title game?
0: Well, you know, it comes down to. I, 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 it's either i going first... to be Ohio
1: State or Michigan State? Who wins this weekend to go?
0: Yeah, because. I mean, Iowa is set. They're going to end up
1: 12-0. Even if they lost, they only they're tiebreaker over the Badgers. The, the Badgers. No, the Badgers. They're not going to lose. <laughs> I don't know. That Purdue, they only lost by seven to Northwestern. But
0: uh, Ohio State is going to have one heck of a game this weekend against Michigan State. However, Michigan State, Connor Cook. What's what's the status on Cook? He said he'll be ready to go for Ohio State, but how healthy will he be? Will he be 100%? A couple weeks back, I would have said Michigan State wins this game pretty easily. Today, I've done the complete turnaround, and Ohio State will win this weekend.
1: Hey, we're in agreement.
0: And... Ohio State will play Iowa in that in that final game. We're
1: in agreement. That's agreeance. what I'm saying. We're in agreement because my situation, I'm staying right down pat to what I said weeks ago. Ohio State wins this weekend against Michigan State, loses in Ann Arbor, if that still happens today, Michigan doesn't get in. Michigan State doesn't get in. Ohio State still gets in. Ohio State, Iowa, who wins that game? Iowa. Do you think Iowa wins that game? I do. I would love that.
0: I've got some confidence in Iowa. Do you
1: think that, and this is the question I was leading to, the ultimate question, what's better for the Big Ten? A re- repeat champion going back to the playoff? Or a team like Iowa? This is the first time they've been 10-0. and 0. To go undefeated and go to the playoff.
0: In my opinion, it's What's Iowa. Better for the Big Ten? In my opinion, it's Iowa winning and, and and being able to go to the playoff. Why? Because it shows so many people, I think, have said for so long, I've been one of them, the Big Ten has so much trash at the bottom and little, little jewels at the top. It's starting to get where we've got some more parity. And some people love parity, some people hate it, and some people are in, in, in between. I'm starting to like it. I especially like to see when you got some other teams step up and show the rest of college football that this is a good-ass conference. Mm -hmm. We are good. The Big Ten isn't a joke. The Big Ten is not Michigan State and Ohio State. The Big Ten is is Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa. Illinois is going to come around. Northwestern has come around. Iowa, in the end, my answer to that is Iowa winning to show that it's not just the top teams at the very top. Can I take what you said
1: and take it deeper within to the heart of the Big Ten? Do you mind if I do that?
0: You're the Big Ten guy. Go ahead with your monologue.
1: The reason why I think that Iowa needs to win the Big Ten and why it would be better is to show not just what you said, but more so that The West isn't a joke. When you look at the Big Ten West, it it used to be Wisconsin. Who's going to play Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game? Now you've got Iowa. Wisconsin's a one-loss team. Northwestern's doing well this year. Nebraska, Illinois, Nebraska kind of took a fall back. Illinois has been doing better since they fired that trash, which was Tim Beckman. Minnesota under, Gary, under Jerry Kill had been great. Purdue's still a bottom feeder. But it takes the West and says, hey, Did you, you say know Indiana?
0: what? Did you say Indiana? Do you mention Indiana?
1: Indiana's in the East.
0: Oh, okay. Excuse but me. Sorry you're talking about the it West. Ta-
1: it oh. takes the West and says, hey, you know what? We're here too. It's not just the East of Ohio State, the Michigans, and Penn State. Look at Indiana. I said this in our ranking video. Indiana's 4-6 and six right now. Lost in double overtime against Michigan. One touchdown game against Iowa they lost by. Two points to Rutgers. And by a touchdown to Ohio State. They win those games, they're an 8-6 and six team. The only two teams in the conference that blew them out, Michigan State 52-26 and Penn State 29-7. That's it. This is a team that won all—I mean, they're not conference schedule of Southern Illinois, Florida Atlantic, Western Kentucky, and Wake Forest is trash. But it's where they are. But back to my statement of Iowa needs to win the Big Ten to show that the Big Ten is more than just the Big Ten beasts, as I'm going to call them. We also have the West there to challenge the beast. But before we sign off, anything we missed today, Brandon— Anybody we did not talk about in this college football playoff discussion?
0: No, I, I'm i happy with what we got.
1: I got one. I forgot him. Okay. And this is just a simple question. I know you're going to hate me for doing this. Probably. If Houston goes undefeated, how much grain of salt should they have in the playoff discussion? Go. Zero. None whatsoever. Nope. I'll give you this. If they win the group of five, who should they play? Which New Year's Six Bowl should they play in? Can I get that out of you? Because if they win the group of five, they're guaranteed a New Year's Six Bowl. So is it going to be the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl?
0: They can play playing the Blue fucking Bowl. I don't care.
1: Not going to give them anything? I don't no care. The Fiesta Bowl? No one cares. No <laughs> one cares. We, got, we actually had a tweet about that. Did you see that this week? No. One of our followers, I want to say it was Johnny, said that, oh, well, uh, Brandon must be happy that Memphis lost. And I said back to him, like, no. If anything, Brandon wanted Memphis to win, so Houston gets their first loss, and then we can stop talking about the
0: group of five. I mean, in, in the thi- <laughs> here's, here's here's the thing. And for people who think that I really don't care, they're they're almost right. Um, <laughs> But, I, don't, I mean, I don't hate the group of five. I don't think that they're worthless to college football. They're, just, I just, think they're that just not as elite as the power fives. Here's the thing, though, is at the end of the day, fans. Fans, is, they are what keep anything going. Group of five have fans. Lots of them. But when you're growing up, most likely, who are you watching? Who's on TV? Notre Dame. Not on
1: TV unless it's like a a
0: Tuesday night. I mean, Notre Dame, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Florida State, all of these power fives. That's who people want to see play. A generalization, I get it. But that's what... Most of the country, that's who most of the country wants to see play. They
1: want to see the SECs, the Pac-12s, the Big Tens, the Big 12s, the They ACC. do, and
0: will one day we get away from that? Maybe. But until those teams in the middle, not at the bottom, in the middle, the Houston, the Memphis, the all those... Until they really climb it up towards the top, they're not going to get that recognition. And how many years are they away from recognition? Probably one.
1: Can I ask you one follow-up question before we end? Yeah. You mentioned that we need an 18 playoff. We do. If we go to an 18 playoff, would you be okay with giving the group of five champion, which is the best record out of all the group of fives, a slot in that 18 playoff? Without a doubt. So if it's 8, you give them a slot?
0: If it's 8, yeah. Because with, if it's 8, you probably did enough to be the 8th, the 7th, the 8th, the 6th. You haven't done enough to be the 1 through 4. And I don't think there's going to be too many people that would disagree with that.
1: And that's going to be a dis- discussion for another day. Because I saw an article this weekend that said that four playoff teams is perfect. And me personally, I don't know where I sit anymore on that fence. Brandon, we all know where you sit because you mentioned it today, but that'll be a discussion for a different day. This is a good podcast. This is a good one. You guys can follow feel us on Twitter. It was real feel good. Well, it was until we started talking about Notre Dame. and got a little bit heated. Got a little heated over that, but, hey, nothing wrong when me and Brandon go for each other's necks. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Brandon's at young underscore swan 19. However— He's not 19. Don't forget that. You can follow Most Valuable Podcast at Most Valuable Pod. Check out me and Brandon's personal playoff rankings. We got the graphics up on our Twitter account this week at Most Valuable Podcast. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube, that follow and repost button if you're on SoundCloud. Let us know down in the comments what you thought of today's podcast and what do you think on some of the issues we are talking about today in the college football playoff. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.